This is where Texas politics gets interesting. Here again are two guys named Jason, some great guests, and cold Texas beer for another smart conversation on Yolitics, the unofficial political podcast of Texas. Okay, hey everybody, welcome back for a, another episode of Yolitics. We've got a, um, a familiar voice True. Uh, with us. Not the one you hear every week. No. That's and, somewhat familiar. But hopefully. a wonderful voice. This is the great Teresa Woodard filling great. in for the not-so-great Whiteley. I can say that because <laughs> he's not here. Thank you so much, Jason. Thank it, you. It is wonderful to have you, as always. Uh, we're doing this, we're recording this early in the morning. This is early in the morning by my standards. It is somewhat for me too okay. i normally work the late shift so yes yeah. so, that so alarm instead clock of hurt. a little alcohol we've both got coffee yeah so <laughs> so for our guests here i don't know if y'all are aware usually we discuss a you know a, a topic uh, having to do with texas politics and we have a texas beer while we're doing it it's a in very order to make the discussion go down sometimes you need a little alcohol <laughs> a little to go with it. Something. <laughs> or to loosen things up a little bit but yes today i think we all have coffees and water because it's early in the morning uh, we've got a couple of uh, extraordinary guests with mm -hmm. us today, and, and so we want to just dive right in here. We have Andrew Yang, uh, former uh, Democratic uh, presidential candidate from 2020, uh, and we also have Christine Todd Whitman, the former governor of New Jersey and the EPA administrator in the uh, George W. Bush administration. Thank you both for being with us. Yeah. Pleasure. It's great to be here. Thanks for getting up. So <laughs> <laughs> You were worth it. I don't know that I'm totally awake yet, but we're working on it. Uh, so, uh, Andrew Yang, uh, you, you know, ran, of course, uh, in the Democratic presidential primaries. Uh, Governor Whitman, you uh, were a career Republican, um, mm -hmm. you know, served in a Republican administration uh, and, and were Republican uh, governor of New Jersey. And uh, here you all are together. Um, and what brought you together is a new party. Uh, called the Forward Party, uh, not left, not, not right, right but, forward. but forward is is the motto. Um, tell us a little bit about that and why you're here in Texas. Texas is an extremely important state. Uh, I think all Texans know that. They do tell everybody that <laughs> as news. well, but it's, that's not news. But no, seriously, it, it is. And Texas is looked on as a one-party state. Absolutely. And when you look at the fact that there are so many of your elective offices that are uncontested, where people don't have a choice, um, and you have offices that are never filled because nobody bothers, our democracy is in, is in trouble. And we believe strongly in giving back power to the people and forward as a different kind of party in order to do that. It's, you know, it's, it's hope for the hopeless and a home for the homeless. Those people who don't feel comfortable with either the Republican or Democratic Party, although we will support candidates from either those parties, independent party, whatever, as long as they agree with our principles, which are pretty simple. Respect for the rule of law, uphold the Constitution, be willing to work across the aisle, and most importantly, be willing to change the way we choose our candidates. And that means working for open primaries and ranked choice voting mm -hmm. so that every vote counts. Even if you live in a very Democratic district and you're a Republican or vice versa, your vote's going to matter because everybody's vote counts. So real quickly there, uh, you're saying that you will accept people from other parties. Like let's say there's an elected leader now. Uh, and they have a D next to their name or an R next to their name, you'll take them as long as they agree to your set of principles and they don't have to necessarily put an F next to their name. Absolutely. We yeah, love it yeah we did. have people <laughs> who are making that distinction right now as mm -hmm. for Democrats or for Republicans because they get it. 
And the reason why the governor and I are rallying so many Texans and Americans to this is that we all know our politics is not working. We all know our politics does not represent the vast majority of us at this point. And if you are uh, a Democrat or an independent or even a moderate Republican in Texas, you're not sure whether your point of view is actually uh, being represented in our elected leaders, and you're not alone. The fact is 75% of this country is a one-party system. We, we talk about this two-party system. In most of Texas, uh, aside from a couple blue uh, blue areas, uh, you know, the, they can ignore what most Democrats want. Uh, the same is true in reverse in a place like New York or California. Well, they'll just ignore what Republicans want. And then when we see our communities degrading, they say, you know who's to blame? Those people over there. Uh, you know, like they're just deflecting the fact that it's a system that is set up to fail us and our communities over and over again. When I came off the trail after I ran for president, I had objectively overachieved, <laughs> but I still felt despondent about the nature of our politics. And so I dug into why and I realized that it's the two-party system that is pitting us against each other, that is inflaming and antagonizing us, and is not meant to deliver solutions, not meant to deliver a better way of life. What is it meant to deliver? Aggravation, uh, hostility, and also saying, look, we're one iota better than the other guys. So you're talking about a system that's been in place for decades, generations. How do you begin to dismantle this? Because this is just who we are, it feels like in America. No, and that tribal. is that no, is exactly what we, yeah. Right. Go ahead, Governor. Uh, no, uh, yeah, we're all tribal, yes. Don't forget, this is what our founding fathers warned us against. True. Mm -hmm. That parties would supersede policy. And what we're doing is starting at the very base grassroots level. We are not putting a candidate up for a president. That's not what we're doing. So there's not going to be in 2024 a forward no. party candidate? No. I mean, we may support a candidate. Mm -hmm. Various members of the forward party will undoubtedly support one candidate or the other. But that's not what we're doing. Like building a house, you have to have a good foundation. We are building a, a movement and a party that will actually change the way politics works, where the, the way the system is working now. Because what we have to do is break the hold that the two parties have over candidates. I mean, they determine what you can say what you have what policies you have to support how you have to vote that's just wrong we want candidates who will actually support the people who elect them and that's why we believe so strongly in ranked choice voting and open primaries and working at the grassroots level i mean it matters who's on your school board who's on your library commission we see that more and more who is your mayor and people can relate to that as well because you talk about Congress, and I said, we can't do anything about the Washington. That's crazy. No, no, I, I, I love unpacking <clears throat> the statement, Teresa. It's like, it's who we are. I mean, who we are really is your listeners. And your listeners are frustrated, ticked mm -hmm. off. They don't feel like this uh, ideological battle reflects who they are Absolutely. and what they care about. And by the way, there are millions of Texans who resemble this. And the way we get out of this is we actually rise up and say, look, we're tired of the blue versus red nonsense. It's not left or right, it's forward. And then we start contesting the 43% of uncontested local races here in Texas. Uh, you make common cause with people who you know, might be leaning to one party or the other and say, look, you can put that stuff down. <laughs> you know, right, like, like we're, not, we're not gonna let them play us and manipulate us against each other. Uh, and it turns out that the majority of local races here in Texas 
are nonpartisan by nature. So forward can make a huge difference very quickly. It's one reason why the governor and I are here in Texas. We're going from here uh, to Austin and Houston. And in each environment, hundreds of people have signed up because they know it's not working. And we can change it. I'm a numbers guy. The numbers are all there. There are at least 3 million uh, Texan voters who are aligned with this message in a state where 8 million voted for governor. And if you look at the math, you don't need 51% of state legislators to change everything in the state. What do you need? You might need 5 10% of legislators. And we can get that. We, the people who are listening to this, you all listen to this because you want a better way of life for yourself and you know whatever is happening right now is not delivering. So this is how we deliver it. That's why the governor and I are here. And we believe everybody should have a choice. I mean, when you think about the assembly here, the, the state legislature of the 150 members, 58 of those seats are uncontested. Absolutely. Everyone should have a choice. Mm -hmm. And that's where we, there are 500,000 elective offices across the country and in any given year, almost 70% of those are uncontested. And of those five to 10% are never filled. That's just wrong. They're, they're, they're not contested because this is the game the parties right. are playing. Yeah. Exactly. The parties just split it up into blue and red turf. Yes. And then if you're in blue turf, they've mm -hmm. got it. Red turf, they've got it. They pretend there's a contest. There is not a contest. The governor just, just laid out the numbers. Uh, we're going to create the competition. Mm -hmm. We are the pro-dynamism, pro-competition party. How do you do that, though? Because in this state for a long time, just as you say, it has been whoever wins the primary is the winner in the general. And we know whoever that whoever wins the Republican primary. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and the thing is, we know that that's a tiny sliver of the electorate right. that's showing up for the primary. So you might have the people on the most. You know, and, and you well, mentioned other happened. states that are blue. Right. You might have the people who are the most extreme on the edges here who are showing up and picking the winner, not just for the primary, but essentially for the general election as well. How do you how do you shape that system? I know that you all want to you know you, you push for independent commissions for redistricting, uh, which is huge. Uh, you're you're pushing for ranked choice voting, mm -hmm. uh, which is you know proven itself in a lot of places. It's been confusing, but you know it, it does produce a different outcome than what we've seen in the past. Um, but how but it you... also produces a different type of campaign. It does and because you have to thing, appeal to you, the whole. You have to appeal to everybody, and you want to be liked. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, you want to be the second choice on everybody's ballot, because of this how the system works. It's a, it's an instant runoff is the best way to look at it. Mm -hmm. If no one gets to fifty one percent, the bottom candidate gets knocked off. Their second place votes get allocated up the ballot, and you keep going till someone has fifty one percent of the support of fifty point one. I mean, wouldn't that be nice to have a, somebody in office who actually had a majority of the voters' support? And it's by giving people the feeling that it will, their vote will matter. That's the difference. They don't vote because why Jason, vote? you're asking the right question, which is the tactical on the ground question. Mm -hmm. So let's say you have a district uh, in Texas and there's been a Republican in charge. They haven't been challenged really for quite some time and everyone just takes it for granted. Uh, and then someone pops up and let's say they're a reasonable business leader type and they say, hey guys, I'm, I'm running uh, on the forward party against this person who has checked out, <laughs> honestly. And now in most of these environments, if they ran with a D next to their name, it would be a loser because everyone's like, oh, I, I don't like the Dems. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, no, right, right. if you run as forward, this is the magic. You run as forward Texas, no one knows what the heck that means. They look at it and say like, I have not been trained to love or hate this. So I guess I have to listen to the person. 
I have to hear what they're about. And guess what? They're going to be probably about what you want. Be like, oh, this is the common sense <laughs> representative and leader that I wanted. And then that person can uh, can compete and win in places. By the way, the Democrats aren't even trying to win in a lot of these places. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and and it's also true in reverse. Like we, we are genuinely... Uh, pro-competition in both environments, mm-hmm. there are people in blue areas that are frustrated with what the Dems are doing or not doing. And the Dems are like, well, like we have nothing to worry about right. because if right. you run as an R in Austin, you're, you know, you're probably right. toast. <laughs> but if you run as forward again, it's like, I don't know what that means. So let, let me check the person out. Um, again, we're being set up. We're being set up to fail um, by the R versus D fake battle. And so what we're going to do is we're going to show up and present genuine choices. And we're not going to be able to do it in every district in Texas, but we can do it in a critical mass and make headway here very, very quickly. Well, so with that hypothetical forward candidate that you might put forward uh, against, a, let's say, a, a longtime Republican, would that candidate maybe have an F in front of their name? And the reason I ask this is because we did a, a podcast Gosh, it feels like it was forever ago now. Uh, but it was with a, it was with a no labels sort of movement uh, sure. here in Texas, right. and they expressed to us how hard it was to get the infrastructure going to be a third party, to not be a D or an R, uh, because they said the two parties had this so worked out oh, yes. that they get edged out by both of those parties and 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 prevented from being on the ballot. Yeah, so, well, so that, and, and that right is now. what we're in the yeah. midst of changing right, right now. So the other reason the governor and I are here is to get people to sign up for the Ford Party of Texas so that we can be recognized as a major party. We're already right. recognized, recognized as a minor as party, a minor party so here in be. Texas. But if we get uh, critical a- mass of signatories, 82,000, 82, very doable. Hmm. Uh, we, we are, we're already on the way there. So 82,000 so, and you're considered a major party and, in yes. Texas. Yeah, and then you can show up. By the way, is that online signatures, or people have to actually physically sign something? Or um, it, it's a little involved because the two parties make it hard. Imagine that. <laughs> so if it was online, we'd, we'd probably be there no, already. No, it's it's um, in person. But, so okay. there's a there's a, a little bit of a rigmarole, but it's it's you know not not that difficult. So if this interests you, go to forwardparty.com. Oh, no, actually, make that texasforwardparty.org uh, or .com. Um, and we'll check have it, out. it in the description. For oh, the please! That, that's yeah. so exciting. Just so yeah. um, we get right. it right. But, right. but, I, but yeah. I want to make something clear too: is that we are practical operators. Where if someone running as a Republican in that district makes more sense, go for it. We could back them too. Mm-hmm. If it makes more sense for them to run forward party, great. Like the, here, here's a dirty secret that everyone knows. You know what letter you put next to your name? Whatever you think will help you in. You know what I mean? Like there are people who show up and just like, hey, what am I doing? What am I running as? I guess I'm running as this. And by the way, each party machine has that place on lock. Mm-hmm. Like you show up to a blue zone. They're like, well, you're going to have to run as a Democrat. And then you've got layers and layers of hierarchy and seniority and special interests mm-hmm. and money. And then you're going to play the game. That's why we're all fed up. Well, we've seen that yeah. with changing districts here in Texas, where mm-hmm. as the district changes, so does the Long-time representative. Right. Yeah, exactly. well, you know what? I've, I've changed parties. Yes. I'm, I'm deciding I'm going <laughs> to. Sure. Yeah, yeah, you sure. need it. You can't do any of this without funding. Um, right. So where is your money coming from and what's your goal? Because clearly you cannot run a race without funding. You cannot mm-hmm. run a, a candidate without funding. So we We're have a budget for the Texas, Texas. Yes. Uh, infrastructure rollout you're describing. Um, the budget's about $1.5 million to get major party status. Now, it, it, people listening to this can react to that both ways, which is like that's either not much money or a lot of money, depending upon one's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've hit the nail on the head. 
which is you have these two parties that have gamed it, and then to build an alternative is going to take some resources. But guess what? Me and the governor and Chris Novoselic of Nirvana and everyone that we work with are here for the long haul because we know that this system is not going to deliver by design. And we're raising money actively now, as is the Texas Forward Party. So again, people listening, if you go online, someone listening to this somebody, is rich. I can yeah, sense somebody, it. Somebody's rich. This is Texas. Who is rich. We know they're rich. I mean, you've got yeah. Jason Wheeler, you yeah. know, yeah. The, rich, the richest man in, in DFW. If that's true, we're all in trouble. But no, you're right. I mean, that's it's, so you're raising it grassroots. Yes. Uh, and and both of you are back in the the, the fundraising game. Right. Oh yeah, it's good yes, times. Absolutely. We're gonna get in a, in a rental vehicle and dollar for dollars right. later today. <laughs> it's the governor's favorite thing to do. I love it. Love it. That's a joke. Yeah, yeah, I, I hate it. I can tell you, just Andrew's after, great at it. I'm terrible. And just after a few minutes of um, of meeting you and talking with you, I could tell that you probably do not like that kind of stuff. I, uh, so I was, I was lucky. I had somebody in my campaigns who did that. Yeah. Uh, I might close the deal, but I'm not good at the ask. So some people might think that you all are kind of odd bedfellows here, and I'm just curious you know, would the two of you, would you vote for one another based upon what you know about the other? And, and would you ever appear on a ticket together? Do you all plan to run again ever? I uh, don't. No. Certainly. <laughs> that was quick. Then yeah. you've done that. No, thank you. Decisive. I, I, no, uh, you know what, what uh, unites me and the governor is what unites a lot of people who are listening to this right now is love of country, mm -hmm. uh, desire to, to make things better for our kids uh, and our grandkids, uh, at least in, in um, the governor's case. Uh, and so, uh, you'll get there. <laughs> I know. No, I mean, my kids are a little young. Well, though, though I got to admit, we're already scheming. We're already trying to, <laughs> trying to incept them. Blink a few um, times and it will right. be here. It's, it's amazing how fast it is. Uh, but, but I think me and the governor are, are perfect emblems of what exactly. forward is about because we have never sat and tried to hash out policy discussions and differences. Um, we probably don't agree uh, on some Not things, but we I'm can sure. agree on the mission Right. Uh, and on the fact, and by the way, this is what Texans want. You know what Texans want? Texans do not imagine that everyone's going to agree with them and that everyone's going to sit there and we're just going to do the same thing. But what Texans want is to have reasonable folks who have the public's best interest in mind to sit there, hash out policies based upon what actually is working and what people want. But doesn't it concern that, you that but, we see so many people who are tribal now and who say, burn it down. If not, it makes okay. the other side suffer, burn it down, and I believe everything my candidate and my party says, and I'm not even going to listen to what anybody else has to say. There's a group of those, but if you look at it. registration across the country, the biggest party is the, un is the unaffiliated, mm -hmm. the independents. Those are people who set a pox on both your houses. And I think one of the important things to know about Forward is the National Party is not going to devote and develop a platform in the traditional sense. We are going to have the principles. And then it's up to the state forward parties to adopt the platforms around the issues that are important to their state. Mm. Because what's important in Texas is not the same thing as what's important in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And we want to have candidates who are talking to those issues that are important to their constituents, and that's what they'll represent. It doesn't mean that when they get to the legislature, they can't come together on the big issues that transcend a particular district or area. They will, and they can, because they're used to that kind of thing, because they're forward, because they believe in those principles. But they also are going to talk about what's really critical to the state. And that's what's going to be different because we right now, I mean, I use this. Andrew's heard it before. Uh, well, we've heard each other a lot before <laughs> a lot of the stories. But, um, you know, when I after I run, ran my uh, after I won my 
reelect as governor. I was asked to run for the Senate. Didn't really want to, but I said, okay, there's a lot of pressure on. I went down to Washington. I met with the Republican Senatorial Campaign Committee, and I was told in no uncertain terms, and that, that was the ver verbiage, was if you say one word about campaign finance reform, you won't get a penny out of us. Wow. Wow. And I said, okay, I'm out of here. I mean, that's not the way I operate, but that's what they do. This is what you, you have to toe the line. You mm -hmm. have to vote this way. You have to care about these issues. The heck with what your constituents want. And in fact, they don't want, they being the parties, don't really want to solve the big issues because they use them to excite their base, to get more of that base vote out. And that's what's so skewered our political it's system. It's part of the sickness. It's yeah. where yeah, the sickness absolutely. begins. Absolutely. You have talked about ranked choice voting, uh, nonpartisan primaries, independent redistricting commissions as sort of being the keys. Is there any state that's doing those things and doing them well right now? Or are you looking at all states and saying, everybody needs to rethink things? Um, there, there have been three states that have voted to get rid of their party primaries, uh, Maine and Alaska, mm -hmm. and then Nevada mm -hmm. this past November. Mm -hmm. And in Alaska, you saw very, very immediate powerful effects mm -hmm. where Sarah Palin uh, lost to a no-name state legislator named Mary, Mary Peltola. Would not have happened in, under a traditional system. But also Lisa Murkowski, the only Republican senator who voted to impeach Donald Trump, who was up for re-election right. in 22. Uh, and she fended off a Trump-endorsed challenger uh, because there was no party primary. And so you already saw a legislator able to vote on principle uh, and survive in a way that would not have been true for, let's say, the 10 Republican House members who voted <laughs> to impeach Trump eight of whom did not make it back. Right. Mm. And then that's in a system when the incumbent reelect rate is 94%. So everyone can see, it's like, okay, you go against the base, you're done. But if you get rid of the primaries, then uh, you know the majority of folks can look at someone like Lisa Murkowski's vote and say, like, I can accept this person. Like, maybe I didn't love that vote, but uh, you know, there, there are other things to vote on. You hold up the Alaska example as a success. On the other end of that, you know that other people see that and it creates fear and they go, uh-oh, we well, can't the parties do, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, the I parties mean. do. Oh, absolutely. So they, here in well, Texas, but, that was talked about this but, year. Like, oh, well, let's, let's make sure we don't get have, to rank some states have, have passed legislation to prohibit ranked choice mm -hmm. voting. I mean, that's the sad thing for Americans to think about. They're telling you, you can't make your vote count. You know, if you're an independent in some states where uh, it's difficult to, or you can't vote at all in a primary, that's it. Your vote doesn't, you're a non-person as far as the parties are concerned. But if you look at Nevada, Nevada, when they put that ranked choice voting on the ballot, both parties came the out Democrats big time. Yeah, yeah. So people mistakenly think that it somehow like uh, helps one side or the other. Like the governor said, the Democrats came out against it in Nevada. And there are probably a lot of folks uh, who listen to this who like figures like Glenn Youngkin. Glenn Youngkin was uh, nominated, nominated via ranked choice voting uh, by the Virginia GOP. Um, what ranked choice voting does is it actually uh, brings out majority appeal. Mm -hmm. uh, and Glenn Youngkin was just a more electable candidate. If Republicans wanted more electable candidates, uh, they would just say, let's go with this process. Well, I think it's fascinating, but I worry it's pie in the sky, Pollyanna. I mean, but we see it happening and it happens in countries around the world too. Mm -hmm. Ireland has it. Uh, what were the other? Uh, there are several. Australia. Countries. Well, Australia has mandatory voting, but mm -hmm. still you've got the choice. I mean, and, and people, they like it. I'm, I mean, I'm actually going to reverse this mm -hmm. and say this is overdue. 
we are overdue for disagree. some kind of change. political realignment. Change. We need change. Uh, and, and I've looked at the history. I've looked at the trends. I mean, we have this 49% self-identified as independent. That's twice as high as it was when Ross Perot ran in 1992. The faith in that, that the current system's working, record lows. Right. Two-thirds of young people don't like either party. All of the trends are heading in this direction. The question is, what is going to come of this energy? Is it going to be the tear it down, uh, nothing's working, I, 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 don't listen, I don't believe any of you energy? Which, by the way, that energy is rising and winning. Yeah, it is. Or yeah. is it going to be the, look, we get it. Things are not working because the system has been rigged to exclude you. We are going to unrig it as fast as we can. Now, unrigging it is not fast, it's not cheap, it's not easy, but we're fucking Americans and we have done this before. So we're either going to do it now or watch this state and the rest of the country continue to be at each other's throats and wonder what the heck happened. I was going to ask yeah, that. Was. What if this doesn't work? What if this fails? What if this doesn't catch on? We're not thinking that way. And but, there were 10 ballot if. initiatives last year and local elections for, for ranked choice voting. Eight of them passed. I mean, once people understand it gives them the power to be heard, they want it. And they will support it. It's getting that message out and explaining to them, you know, the, what the parties say, and, and they've done this in several states, their pushback against it is it's too confusing. Mm -hmm. You can't yeah. think <clears throat> one, two, you can't make choices. <laughs> I mean, you do it every day in your life. So to tell you that you're too dumb to be able to pick and rate candidates on a ballot is an insult. But Simple that's, math. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, but if we stay with the current system as it is, um, what do you, what's your outlook for this country? I'm afraid we're going to lose our democracy. How long will that take? Unfortunately, not as long as I'd like it to. Unfortunately, you can measure it in months, not years yeah, at this point. Exactly. It's that dire. It's that yeah, dire. We, we, we it really all, is. We can we all it. see it. I mean, I'm a numbers guy, and the polarization and political stress are mm -hmm. at literal civil war levels. Um, by People the way, have talked about that out oh, loud, yes. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. including elected yeah. leaders. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, and. This is, we are right now an anomaly in our own history, but we're also an anomaly worldwide. Uh, like there are not a ton of examples of two-party systems that have become this polarized around the world. A lot of other countries are looking at us being like, what is going on with you guys? And, and the thing is, we are being set up by a, a series of uh, corrupt design choices, really. Um, and the message that, because I'm, I'm in some ways like a you know, terrible politician, like I, I'm a I'm a numbers and systems guy. Like I I'm just going to throw a couple of numbers out that illustrate where we are. Like the approval rating of U.S. Congress right now is like twenty percent, twenty two percent. The incumbent reelect rate is ninety four percent. So think about it: if you were in a business environment where four out of five of your customers were pissed off and, <laughs> and you change nothing, like that's what um, uh, America's political system is right now. And then when people are getting more and more aggravated, they're being told, you know why you're aggravated? Like, uh, it, it, it's because of the other team. Yeah. And it's tearing apart families. It's tearing apart communities. It's tearing apart friendships. Yeah. That, that's where we're going. And the way to get off this ride uh, to hell, honestly, is, is to change the political dynamic. Mm -hmm. So as people discover, it's like, wait a minute. Like, that's what I want. And, and that's why we're here in Texas. I, I cannot tell you how uplifting it is uh, to be around the volunteers and activists and leaders yeah, who are raising great. their hand they're here amazing. in Texas. Mm -hmm. Tons of service 
um, families, tons of military veterans who are accustomed to country over party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, like this is the mission. And uh, we know we're going to succeed because failure is not an option. So you're seeing a response here in Texas, though. Oh, yes. A really good response. You have elected officials. You have, as, as Andrew says, a lot of military because for the most part, they stay apolitical when they're in the service mm-hmm. and they stay that way when they get out. Uh, and they are, in fact, Andrew has that great example of Nevada, the the um, the last ad, the ad that really took ranked choice voting over the edge of a Marine. Right? Yeah, it was a military veteran who was looking at the camera saying, I went overseas to defend the country for years. I came back and I can't vote in our primaries. I don't think right. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then that, I was that was a powerful, that's not but right. But that's essentially what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. So many people, have, votes are just tossed, don't. And, and you see legislatures making efforts now to actively make it more difficult for people to vote. Mm-hmm. We've certainly seen that in Texas. Yes, you've had a Absolutely. number you know, of bills. My last question for you, you've talked about polarization and we've, I mean, we've seen hate, absolute oh, hate from both sides, right. but we also see so much apathy, especially in Texas. People don't vote. That's what people say. Right. Texas is not a red state. It's a non-voting state. Mm-hmm. How do you reach those folks who have just hit the limit where they say, this is BS, I, I can't listen to it anymore, and I'm just not going to participate? Yes, because Andrew, you said 8 million people voted for right. the governor's race There's last time. There's almost 30 time. million right. people in Texas. Well, right. there were yeah. another 8-plus million who were registered yeah. and didn't yes. show up. Exactly. Well, that's how got, what got us here. Is pe- well, it started with people just being lazy. Yes. In primary, saying, ah, I, you know, it's a sunny day, I'll go play golf, or it's raining and I don't want to get wet, uh, and not bothering to vote. And now it's gotten to the point where, well, my vote's not going to matter because I'm all in a red and white. And then they get discouraged like that and walk away from it. We're offering them hope. Mm-hmm. That's why I say we're, we're hope for the hopeless, because we are saying this is a real thing that can happen. I- it's happening now in states around the country. It is happening around the world. It is what our founding fathers, it's how we were governed as a country in the early years, I mean, for decades. And now we say, we gotta bring that back. That's what we're doing is bringing back the kind of democracy that was envisioned. Like there, there are two fathers. things I'd say here. Um, I think uh, a lot of people are checked out of politics because uh, they don't think it's gonna make a difference and they don't wanna get caught in a nasty conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we we actually are exciting some people who are in that camp because they're like, oh, wait a minute. Um, you don't want me to engage in a nasty conflict. You're actually about bringing people together and saying like the blue versus red stuff is, is noxious and like not what we need. Um, but also you're calling out that historically, if I had voted, a lot of the times it wouldn't have mattered because mm-hmm. of the way the system is set up. Right. Um, uh, and so I have met and the governor has too met with people where a light bulb goes off and they say like now this I can get excited about this I can get behind because you're not asking me to hate someone you're not you're you're not asking me to like defeat the enemy you're asking me to unrig the system and make it so that I and I've heard hundreds of times it's like wow this is the first hope I've felt in a long time right I will be amazed if you can actually make something succeed that's not preying on people's anger and their fear because that's what it has become it seems oh, they like. want to get out from under that though yeah. that's what every poll shows that there's the American a swell people do not underneath. like this they're and, and this is what your listeners are about. To run. I mean your, your listeners come here for that sense of uh, 
solace and reason and perspective and you real know, discussions and real di- and real discussions. So uh, that that's why we're here, and that's why we need your listeners and every Texan who wants a better future to say, okay, this is our path out of this mess. Mm-hmm. Last question from me: um, How much will we see the two of you, or you know, high-profile people with the Forward Party in the next? year here in Texas, and and how likely are we to see campaign ads on the air that are from the forward party or candidates? How many of those might we see? Our plan is to recruit dozens of candidates around the state in this cycle. Um, And then we're going to campaign with and for them and help them succeed. I'm moving to Texas. I'm not kidding. You almost made news there. Come on and join us. Bury the lead. But we we are are practical, long-term builders, Mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to win offices here in Texas, and we're going to celebrate those victories. So you're going to see more of me, the governor, uh, you know, I, I just keep saying Chris Novoselich of Nirvana because he just joined the board last month and I'm still jazzed about it. Yeah. Uh, but, but, <laughs> there, cool. but, but there are new people joining forward all the time. We have exciting announcements uh, around the country. We just got a mayor uh, in Florida. We have some more people okay. switching next week. Um, that are going to be newsworthy, and this Can you is, tell this us is now? what America no, wants. We're going to have to wait. Well, Someone no, would but we had four. I, we uh, had four. Such a good tease. Well, no, we had four Democratic they... senators who in in Nevada who have become forward Democrats. Democrats. Yeah. Um, three of them are Latino. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we have so, people from every walk of life. So y'all are going to be making news uh, very soon. And and doesn't it just, I, I said that was my last question, doesn't yeah. that build momentum as you start? He does this all the time, I, by I the way. I do this all the time. I promise this is the last one. Does that momentum sort of build on itself, though, when you have people who start to join on and then it reaches a critical mass? Well, when people mass. talk about it. I mean, every one of your listeners is an influencer, even though they may not think of themselves that way, because people, it, you know, the old adage, all politics is local. It does matter. If you've heard something today that you like about Forward, tell your friends. Take a look at this. Take a, see whether this works for you. And that's how you get the word out. I mean, we'd like to have 45 candidates uh, by 2024. In Texas. In Texas that are either forward Democrats, Republicans, or forward party candidates themselves mm-hmm. and working toward these ends. But that really works. Word of mouth really does work. I'm really done now. <laughs> I promise. And I know they're taking that, a sigh of relief. Well, you all have to get to a brunch, and, yeah. and we don't want to interrupt. I mean, you're here to do real work on the ground, and that is signing people up, talking to people, getting mm-hmm. them to listen, maybe raising money. Yeah, yeah. Always. You know. That's Andrew. Again, <laughs> we're, again, we're practical builders. The numbers guy. <laughs> the numbers guy. Andrew Yang, former uh, presidential candidate uh, in the Democratic Party and former New Jersey Governor Christine Todd Whitman. Great conversation. uh, Both with the Forward Party now. Mm -hmm. And again, we've got more information uh, in the description here in the podcast if you want to know more or want to get involved. Thank Thank you you guys so much. Thank Thank you you for having us. Forwardparty.com.